geopolitics and empire welcomes back Bob Moriarty, who's a decorated Vietnam veteran who flew over 800 missions and was the youngest naval aviator in Vietnam. He's a successful investor, author of many books, founder of 321gold.com, 321energy.com. Welcome back, Bob. Well, it's been too long. We have lots of interesting things to talk about. Well, the good thing is that you and I are still here. The world hasn't uh, been blown up. <laughs> so that's one positive. But maybe to start uh, in Europe and France, because that's uh, you know closest to you. And we've been seeing uh, in the past these, these riots in France, total uh, chaos and the continued decline of Europe, the industrial the industrialization and all of that sort of stuff. The the AFD political party is rapidly gaining ground in, in Germany because it just seems people are really fed up with these uh you know stupid <laughs> governments that we have in, in Europe. Well, what's uh what's sort of the vibe out there? What's going on from your view? Well I'm I'm glad you brought that up. The mainstream media has done a very poor job of of talking about what's going on, but they got some of it correct. There was a lot of problems in France a couple of weeks ago. The French are always on the verge of a revolution. And uh, there, God, I mean, there were thousands of cars burned. Uh, it, it, It was pretty ugly. But at the same time, there were riots going on in Switzerland and in Brussels. And in a book that I wrote in 2016, I said because of the economic situation, uh, the world was going to experience its first worldwide revolution. And and quite bluntly, I I think we're there. I, I think we're a lot further into the Depression than most people realize. And uh, people are upset. The sanctions were a total disaster for Europe. They didn't particularly hurt Russia. They helped the United States because it gave the United States the ability to sell their overpriced natural gas. But this year, the inflation in the United States is higher than the inflation in Russia and the growth in Russia is higher than the growth in the United States. So uh, I I cannot say enough bad things about how stupid the Ukrainian war is. It's criminal. The people behind it deserve to be tried. And of course, that's the neocons in the United States, and it continues to get worse. Now, I, I even surprise you. Uh, I, I was looking around before we started chatting, and the Russians have sent a destroyer to Cuba, and the Cubans have invited Russia to move Russian missiles into Cuba. So as you said, this the Cuban Missile Crisis 2.0. It's going to be really interesting to see what the United States says, because on one hand, we want uh, Poland and Romania and Ukraine uh, to have nuclear missiles aimed at Russia, but we don't particularly like it when the other guys do the same thing to us. If you remember a month ago, the United States put sanctions on China. 
regarding chips. So China turned around and put sanctions on uh, critical elements that are necessary to produce uh, chips. The United States and NATO are on the path of destruction. They're destroying the EU. They're destroying NATO. They have already destroyed Ukraine, and they're going to destroy the United States. China and Russia, on the other hand, are trying to build things and create things and and make be good neighbors. And, and frankly, I approve of that. Riots across Europe, unprecedented food and energy inflation, increasing military conflict around the globe, and a rising digital police state. The fourth turning is here, and so is the Expat Money Summit. The free online event, expatmoneysummit.com, is back and will help you navigate these turbulent times. Featuring dozens of renowned experts such as Dr. Ron Paul, international man Doug Casey, Jim Rogers and Mark Faber, the summit will reveal how you can reclaim your freedom abroad, reduce your tax bill, protect your wealth, obtain multiple citizenships and residencies, become part of a like-minded global community, and more. Founder of expatmoney.com, Mikhail Thorup, will be your guide on this journey to protect yourself from economic collapse, World War III, authoritarian Western regimes, and Klaus Schwab's Great Reset. Simply go to expatmoneysummit.com and enter your email to reserve a free ticket to the event. Do it now. I mean, just to add to what you're saying, last night I was actually interviewing on my TNT radio show um, Grand Chief Ronald Derrickson, who invested tens of millions in Ukraine, and he just recently wrote a book how they stole it from him. And the Canadian government, he was talking about Christia Freeland, her Nazi uh, roots, how she was, she was involved in this corruption with the oligarchs. And so someone who was boots on the ground talking about how corrupt. And he says most of the money that's sent to Ukraine is taken by the oligarchs. Like all this Canadian and American money that's sent, it's all gone. It's all gone. It doesn't go for, for the war um, effort. And, you know, we, we recently had the, the NATO summit in Vilnius. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Vilnius summit? Uh, Zelensky, the money that continues to pour in uh, from the West, and then Russia's reactions. We had another attack on the bridge in uh, Crimea. Uh, the grain deal was not uh, extended. So your further thoughts on some of these developments? Okay, well, let, let's go back. Prior to February of last year, uh, the mainstream media understood that Ukraine was the most corrupt country in Europe. And if you compare their growth rate since 1991, when when the Soviet Union broke up, uh, Ukraine came in last in everything except corruption. And somehow they turned that around and they hired this clown, this comedian, who, whose, whose primary ability seems to be uh, it, the guy can play the piano with its dick. And, and frankly, you got to admire that. I mean, you know, if I could reach the piano, I, I would certainly try it. But uh, that, that's quite a talent. I mean, that's better than flying under the Eiffel Tower by a long shot. But... The United States has been fighting this war against Soviet Union, against Russia, since 1945. 
the United States allowed the biggest war criminals in the Eastern Front, which were the Ukrainian Nazis, uh, a free pass, and there wasn't a single one of them that was charged with a war crime. Now, when you were talking about Freeland in, in Canada, the, the assistant uh, prime minister, do you remember what her grandfather did? No, remind us. He published a newspaper for the Nazis. Okay, so these are not neo-Nazis. These are very real Nazis. And it's totally corrupt. You got neo-Nazis running the show. You got this idiot who stole hundreds of millions of dollars so far. And all the generals are pissed off at Zelensky because he's stolen so much and it, it doesn't give them a chance for them to steal. So we are supporting arguably one of the most corrupt governments in the world. It's resulted in the destruction of probably 350 or 400,000 Ukrainian young men to accomplish what? In March of, of 2022, Ukraine actually signed an armistice agreement with Russia, and Russia was going to pull our troops back, okay, to the lines that existed on February 24th. And then Boris Johnson goes over and says, no, you could steal a lot more, okay? And and, uh, tell me Joe Biden doesn't understand corruption, okay? We've got this bizarre situation that in 2019, the FBI and the DOJ had testimony from the head of Burisma, who was a highly paid FBI informant, that uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden took $10 million in bribes. And there was just a a uh, congressional committee a few days ago, and the IRS whistleblowers have concluded the Bidens have taken $17 million in bribes. Now, is that on the front page of any newspaper in the U.S.? It's not even being discussed. Here's my problem with it. How do you go forward when your your federal police, supposedly the best in the world, have turned into a combination of Gestapo and KGB? And the answer is, I don't think you can go forward. I think you have to burn the place down and start all over again, because you're not going to uncorrupt the FBI and the DOJ. Some of this, I mean, it's hilarious to me. They're talking about charging Trump with crimes for the January 6th insurrection. But nobody wants to admit that was the most corrupt election in U.S. history. And it's obvious that it was corrupt. And the Hunter Biden laptop, at the same time, the New York Post came out with a story and said, oh, by the way, Hunter Biden uh, left his laptop with all these uh, 500 examples of crimes on it. The FBI told Twitter that they knew that the, the laptop was, was correct because they had the serial number. They got from Apple. So you've got 50 U.S. intelligence agents saying, no, it's Russian disinformation. 
and you got the FBI telling Twitter, "No, we know it's it's real. We're we're in this bizarre never never land, and things are not going to get better. Things are only going to get worse until it blows up, and and that could be literally so." Uh, the good news is the world didn't end today, and it's probably not going to until, you know, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, and, and that was the sentiment of my recent guest, Colonel Douglas McGregor, who also said that the agencies are being weaponized uh, against U.S. citizens. He thinks it's not going to work, that eventually, as you said, things will kind of collapse and we'll have to rebuild. And it's it's interesting, you know, usually in Russia, people that go against the Kremlin, they fall off. Uh, bridges or out of windows. And we saw in, in America, the, the method seems to be drowning, uh, or suicide. And so we saw Obama's chef, 43 years old, young, young man, um, drowned, uh, mysteriously. So I think the, the Obamas, um, they're jealous of the Clinton body count. So they're trying to catch up. No. Uh, that's, that's the Clintons are pros. Okay. As good as Obama is, he's got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, when you look at Hillary Clinton, she's up there in a class all by herself. Yeah, yeah, Hillary Clinton. Well, um, I don't want to ruin my my breakfast. So, but um, uh, going back to Ukraine, you know, it's interesting. There, they they just you know NATO and the West continue hammering on. Russia and a company, um, they they're trying to make the case now. You know, first they tried to make the case for Putin in the ICC, and now they're talking about Lukashenko of Belarus, uh, talking about trafficking, abducting children. And it's funny because you know may, maybe it's flattering that Vice actually emailed me and asked if I wanted to have one of their popular journalists on to discuss how Lukashenko and Putin are trafficking children but nobody seems to care about sound of freedom you know the movie that that's QAnon uh conspiracy but um it, it just reminds me of the whole 1990 hoax where the US lied about Iraqi uh Iraq killing babies you know that was a total lie and then it seems like they're just rehashing this again to you know go against Lukashenko and and Russia and increase western sentiment uh for the war and uh you know the, the west just keeps on hammering there's talk about poland wants to share nukes now i i'm worried about spillover of the the conflict into you know beyond ukraine a any thoughts do you, do you think that um but there there have been signals from cia director bill burns about uh trying to come to some agreement and so do you think we'll end up eventually bring the two sides will try to make some minsk three or something uh or this can continue on for a long time well, I, I don't think it'll continue for a long time. <clears throat> and and something I would like you to consider is I would love to be on a three-way chat with, with McGregor, okay? Because I don't agree with 100% of what he says. And in some ways, he has far more experience from a command point of view but I have far more experience from a boots on the ground. You know, I, I had 834 missions in Vietnam. I, I was a captain of the Marine Corps when I was 22. I had 54 medals. I, I have controlled hundreds of airstrikes. 
the Russians are using $1,000 drones to do what I was doing in the bird dog. And they're doing it far more effectively than I did. <clears throat> now, one of the things that I did as a Ford Air Controller, I actually controlled the battleship New Jersey a lot of times because I was the only guy in our squadron who had been through forward air control schools. So every time the New Jersey wanted to be targeted, they would send me up. And, and the New Jersey fired a 2,200-pound shell that they could shoot 28 kilometers. And when it landed, it woke up everybody in the neighborhood. Now, it wasn't particularly accurate, okay? If you came within a click of your target, you were doing really well. However, you did wake everybody up. And uh, I, I controlled that ship 15 or 20 times. It, it was very impressive, but it was kind of a waste of time. The Russians have two-meter drones that carry a little rocket-shaped hand grenade and, and they're dropping it on people in trenches this this is the worst war it is far worse than anything americans have ever been through and it, the, the people who are commenting on it with the exception of scott ritter and greg uh colonel mcgregor uh have no idea what they're talking about and a lot of times i'll talk about it and somebody will put in the chat, well, what does he know about Russian weapons? American weapons are superior to everybody. The Russian hypersonic missiles just made the U.S. Navy obsolete. And if the U.S. Navy is obsolete, that also means the United States Marine Corps is obsolete. The very idea that we could attack China and win some kind of victory is patently absurd because the only way you could possibly attack China is with nuclear weapons. And the whole concept uh, of a nuclear third world war, we should think about it. If, if you're going to do that, the very first thing you should do is shoot yourself in the head because that's what the real options are. The neocons, who are, who are totally delusional, insane people, and in total control of the United States government, believe that a nuclear war is survivable, and it's not. Einstein said he wasn't sure what World War Three uh, would be fought with, but he knew that World War Four would be fought with sticks and stones. Why anyone sees value in attacking Russia, what, what did Russia do? I mean, what is the crime that the Russians committed? Now, say, well, they invaded Ukraine. Well, wait a minute. Ukraine's been attacking Crimea and attacking Donbass since 2014. And there was a coup d'etat sponsored by the United States where we spent $5 billion. And if you don't believe that, uh, put in $5 billion in Victoria Noodland, and it'll take you to her speech in December 2013, where she bragged about it. So 
the United States stands to gain nothing and it stands to lose everything. So why are we doing it? Strange enough, the fact that we've got the most corrupt president in U.S. history has far more to do with it than anything else. I mean, I am staggered that it's not front page news about $17 million in bribes from the FBI's only own uh, intelligence source. And speaking of Newland, apparently they're about to send her to South Africa. They're not happy with the S in BRICS. Uh, so are they going to regime change South Africa? I guess we'll see. And then speaking of that, you know, y- your thoughts on, um, well, before we get to BRICS real quick, do you have any thought on what happened with Prigozhin and, and Wagner? Um, was he just unhappy with, with what the Russian, uh, military or generals were doing and he was trying to in his way change something um no 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 it was a scam it was a total absolute scam on the cia And, and, and you know i i was in the military i was in the war i know how people in the military act that guy's been running his mouth for months talking about how stupid the leadership was and how stupid Putin was and how stupid everybody but the Wagner group was and said he was the greatest leader in the world. Not saying, wait a minute, guys don't do that. Okay, something funny here is going on. It was the coup that never existed. And just before the coup, I, I think the Pentagon discovered that there was $5.4 billion that suddenly appeared that they could give Ukraine. And frankly, I, I think it went to the Wagner group. I think it was a scam. I think that Putin was in it. I think Bergotson was in on it. And the CIA was behind it. And they were sitting around. They were throwing vodka shots down saying, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we scam the CIA? And, and of course, we're not going to know for years what the real truth is. But that was not a coup d'etat, period. There were a few people that were killed, okay, that, that were in the aircraft that were going to attack the, the convoy. So, so there was just enough reality to make it seem like it was possible. But uh, I'll tell you, you know, Putin is not a nice guy. You run a coup d'etat on Putin and he catches you, he'll shoot you, which I fully approve of. So I, I haven't heard this uh, theory yet and definitely plausible. So uh, Wagner and company were were feigning cooperation with the West, take their money and, and, and run. Well, uh, if that's the case... <laughs> Good, good on them, uh, and then maybe to bricks. Then there's all you know. There's this continued expansion uh, of bricks. This talk of bricks, multipolarity, de-dollarization. Some analysts say, you know, it's it's going to take a while. It's it's a long road. Um, but I also think because of a black swan, because of technology, de-dollarization can overnight. Uh, you know, once we reach a breaking point, it can happen very quickly. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on? the ongoing multipolarity uh, and the coming together of the rest of the world. Okay. Uh, that's a very good way of putting it. The Russia-Ukraine conflict 
is at its heart a conflict between the debt-based system of the West and a resource-based system of the East. And the, the global South and the global East recognize they've been getting the short end of the stick. I think the debts owed to the IMF it is something like $16 trillion. And one way to have a default is just tell the IMF to pound sand. The United States, NATO, and the EU are on the wrong path. And at the very most, it could lead to their destruction. And at the very least, it will destroy the euro. It will destroy the dollar. It will destroy the Western economy, um, which could be a good thing. I mean, it's like going back to the FBI. How do you fix the FBI? And and you're not going to fix it, period. Okay. Uh, when a person is a drunk, they've got to hit bottom before they actually start turning things around. And the United States hasn't hit bottom. We've come so close. And this whole thing about Ukraine, uh, uh, how did the mainstream media and the CIA convince the Swiss and the Pope to give up neutrality? Uh, there was no question. I mean, if you looked at it, Ukraine was the most corrupt country in, in Europe. It was run by a bunch of Nazis, and they are monster Nazis, and they're still doing the same thing that they were doing in 1943 and 1944, 1945. These guys are out of control. Uh, Putin wants to get rid of them, and I fully support them, fully support that. These people are monsters, and they were the ones controlling Ukraine. How did that happen? So the people who are left with the scraps of the pie, and that's the global east and the global south, have said, we've had enough of this bullshit. We don't want dollars anymore. And we want to go back to some kind of rational financial system that's not debt-based. And and the, I, I believe this is the biggest turning point in history. I think it's far more important than anybody realizes. And the Ukraine conflict is important because this means the utter destruction of NATO, the EU, and the United States. If if losing a 20-year, $2.3 trillion war to a bunch of goat herders is embarrassing, Putin has taken on the entire NATO, with the exception of Hungary, and he's kicked their ass, okay? The weapons that the Russians have, the hypersonic missiles, there's no defense against. They've got a giant submarine that has torpedoes that, that can sit on the seafloor for months or even years and then attack ashore and blow up in the water with a 100 megaton nuclear weapon. Okay, if the Russians wanted to destroy the East Coast of the United States or the UK, they could do it with one weapon. 
Why would you fuck with somebody who, who's got weapons like that? And the United States keeps saying, oh, God, you know, we'll, we'll send F-16s. Uh, I was an F-4 pilot. I had, let me think, I had 125 missions in combat. I probably had four or 500 missions or four or 500 hours in the F-4. I've got time in at least 150 or 200 aircraft. I, I'm one of the most versatile pilots in the world, and it would take a year to bring me up to speed in the F-16. So they're going to bring a bunch of, of uh, neophytes and shove them in the F-16. The F-16 wouldn't last five minutes in combat with the Russian aircraft and the Russian air defenses. The United States fights wars to fight wars. Russia fights wars to win wars. And there's a giant difference between the two. And all that stuff, these attacks on the Crimea Bridge and the attacks on Moscow, it's all CIA bullshit, okay? If you took out the Crimea Bridge, would you have won the war? No, actually wouldn't have changed anything at all. Send a bunch of drones in and attack Moscow. Would you win the war? No, not particularly. Okay. Nobody would really notice. That's how the CIA thinks. They've got these little tiny pea brains. They've got all these guys that are retreads from the military. They get out after 20 or 25 years, and then they go to work for the CIA so they can get another second retirement. They can get a retirement there after 10 or 15 years. And they get, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we try this? Well, I, I got an idea, too. Don't start a war that you can't win. And if you're in a war and you can't win, get out. And, and the United States is too stupid to do that. These same generals who are on CNBC and uh, CNN talking about how Ukraine are winning, these same guys who, who got their ass kicked in Afghanistan. Don't ever talk to a guy that lost a fight. And ask him what he thinks, because who cares? Yeah, and, and you know what you mentioned about NATO collapsing in the EU. Uh, as a EU citizen, I, I wish the EU would collapse and uh, NATO as well. But they seem to be doubling down. And I'm just from my daily analysis, I'm just reading, you know, the buildup in in Asia. They're, they want South Korea to get nukes. Uh, they're they're helping Japan militarize all these firsts I keep reading about, like the first time the U.S. sends nuclear capable strategic bombers like B-52s to was it like um, Solomon Islands to, to Sweden. Uh, Japan is going to send military uh, troops or equipment for the first time since World War Two to the Philippines. Uh, they're building these groups. I was reading uh, yesterday this new security triad south korea u.s and japan and they've got quad and they've got AUKUS, uh and so it, it seems like uh at, as you say at the same time they're in a precarious situation but they yet they continue to try to extend and and like it looks like they're preparing to try and go for the gold you know uh so any any thoughts on that expansion in asia uh and and uh china as well yeah they got their ass kicked in afghanistan so they left they're getting their ass kicked in Ukraine, okay? So they're going to leave. And they say, well, who, who can we pick on now? 
There is no scenario in which you are going to defeat China, period. Okay. And when the United States has lost every war that it's fought, going back to World War II, and the United States, by the way, did not win World War II. Actually, it was the Soviet Union who killed 80% of the Germans. The United States is in this delusional empire, and the empire is over. They have destroyed the EU. There was a metal foundry in Germany that, that had started in 1381, and due to the cost of energy, they had to shut down recently. The sanctions have destroyed Europe, period. Okay, so so why would you take a fraternity sorority like NATO, okay, North Atlantic Treaty Organization? Now, I'm sorry, what, what part of the North Atlantic is the Ukraine on? I, I forget. So they're going to bring Japan into it. What are they going to do? Move the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific? Politicians are not selected for their brilliance, okay? There's very few brilliant politicians that you can talk about. They are selected for their corruption and their ability to lie, cheat, and steal. And, and quite bluntly, Lavrov is probably the top politician in the world, followed very closely by Putin. And you don't have to agree with his philosophy, but if you actually read what he said and listen to what he said and watch what he did, these guys are doing what leaders are supposed to do. Now, please don't try to convince me that the United States has leadership. Uh, I, I, I'm just staggered every time I go to the news and see what those idiots in Washington are doing. I think I, I keep thinking these guys couldn't be any more stupid than they already are. And they keep surprising me. And, you know, th th that sort of gives me bring, brings me to another question. Your thoughts on we've touched on it before. You know, COVID-1984, as I say, I you know, I don't think we're out of the, the, the woods yet. They're preparing all of these digital controls. I was shocked yesterday. Uh, I just discovered in this tiny Mexican state called Tlaxcala, and I was following this closely during COVID. Uh, they rolled out the mandatory vaccine certificates across the states like just to buy food in the super you know if i was living in that state i wouldn't i'd starve to death because i couldn't enter the food uh supermarket to buy food even in public parks and now they're rolling out the 15 minute city uh they're they're, they're building out this public trans the digital public transport and, and all this stuff and so you know my, sort of my question is your thoughts on globalism these globalist projects uh you know the, the whole all of the agenda 2030s these digital control systems and, and, and currencies, uh, you, your thoughts on, on, on their plans and uh, if they're being successful or not. Were you aware that having money makes you smart? It depends on how much money. <laughs> uh, really? Does it? Is there a connection between intelligence and having money? Let me tell you something about Steve Jobs. 
Steve Jobs and Bill Gates just happened to be in exactly the right place at exactly the right time. Apple and Microsoft were accidents. If Steve Jobs had never been born and Bill Gates had never been born, we would have still had, they'd probably call it prune and Microsoft, okay? But much of wealth is as much an accident as it is brilliance. But when you got hundreds of, of millions or hundreds of billions of dollars, you start thinking, God, I'm the smartest guy in the world. And these guys throughout history, the oligarchs have wanted to run shit. And what do they do? They screw it up. Every single time. So I'm not going to predict globalism is going to fail because of this or this or this. They're going to fail because they're a bunch of dumbasses who, who can't think for themselves. They think, well, God, I got all this money. I'm smart. Mark Zuckerberg thinks he's smart. Okay. He just happened to come up with a good software program when people wanted it. It won't exist five years from now. This stuff changes constantly. I, I've been in the computer business literally since 1967. I used to fly boxes of punch cars from Cherry Point, North Carolina, up to Quantico, where the United States had its own, or the United States Marine Corps had its only computer since 1967. Okay. The computer business is constantly changing, but these guys have so much wealth, and there's been such an incredible concentration of wealth. The oligarchs are thinking, hey, I got an idea. Why don't, why don't we come up with a bioweapons program and kill a bunch of people off, and that'll reduce the CO2. And everybody else saying, hey, you know, that's that's kind of a good idea. Of course, these same... 1,500 idiots just flew into Davos in their private jets so they can tell you and me, you need to be eating bugs for breakfast. I don't want to eat bugs. Why would I eat bugs? If you think eating bugs is a good idea, you eat bugs. They don't want us to have cars, but they want to have private jets. The globalists are going to fail. They're not going to fail because of me. They're going to fail because of their own stupidity. However, it's going to get pretty rough in between. The WHO already has the power that they got from the G20 to declare a worldwide emergency and force vaccine passports. Now, there's no question COVID was a bioweapon. Okay. COVID killed a lot of people, okay? But the flu kills people every year. The United States created it. The United States has 20 bioweapon lab in Ukraine. What do you think they're working on? The common cold, herpes, AIDS? No, they're trying to uh, come up with weapons. They're going to fail. There will be another pandemic. They've already announced it. It's going to be something like Ebola or it's going to be uh, bird flu. They're definitely going to do it again and they're going to fail again and they're going to kill a lot of people off. But, you know, the whole uh, 
CO2, climate change things. Let me teach you about making wine. You want you want to learn about making wine? Sure. <laughs> okay. I I got this little farm in the south of France, and the the French government has rules for everything. And you can't actually start farming after the age of 50, and you've got to have a degree in horticulture. And I said, screw all that. I'm going to raise grapes, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to increase the value of the property for Barbara's kids. So I put in grapes. And we had a really magnificent wine last year. This year, We've had a lot of moisture, and the grapes from here all the way to Bordeaux have been ruined, literally, because of, of, of too much water. Now, if I was a weenie and a loser, I could blame climate change, but the world is four and a half billion years old. How many times in that four and a half billion years has the climate changed? Well, four and a half billion times. And if anybody was raising grapes four and a half billion years ago, he knows sometimes you get some good years, sometimes you get some bad years. I literally just wrote the guy or text the guy who 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 makes the wine for me. And I said, look, I mean, let's put the thing cut the vines, trim the vines, do whatever we need to do, prepare for winter, because it's not even worth picking the very, we'd be picking grapes one at a time, okay? My entire uh, vineyard's like 500 plants, okay? I could make two or three bottles of wine. That would be really expensive wine. But the climate's constantly changing. So they're talking about 15-minute cities. You know, we need to put everybody into a prison because it's going to lower CO2. Really? How's it going to do that? And why does it make a difference? Anyway, don't we need CO2 to grow things? I mean, what's going to happen to plants? We kill all the CO2. It's gotten so stupid that the Netherlands went after uh, nitrogen Okay, nitrogen just happens to be 78% of what we breathe. I hope Netherlands, when they cancel those 30,000 farms, I, I, I hope we've still got enough nitrogen still to breathe. And now they're talking about methane. Okay, the cows are farting. Okay, so we got to eliminate the cow farts. And the best way to eliminate cow farts is to eat bugs. And I'm thinking, are these people smoking some kind of stuff? Where who who are they talking to? Hunter Biden? See their new drugs are. Uh, we we are in a period of peak insanity, and very probably, and we're not going to know this for a few years. Very probably, it all goes back to not having honest money. And we know how long a meter is. We know how much a gram weighs. We know how much a liter is. But we don't know the value of a currency from today until tomorrow. If a meter is fixed and a liter is fixed and a gram is fixed, then money should be fixed. And to have an honest economy, you need to have honest money. And we don't. We've got dishonest money. 
So we're going to have to go back to honest money before people start saying, you know, we've got all these really weird ideas. We don't know the difference between girls and boys anymore. Uh, why, why don't we eliminate all that stupid stuff? And wh why don't we focus on living in some kind of sane world? And why don't we stop blowing each other up on a constant basis? I, I want to point one thing out, and I am the most qualified guest you could possibly have on this subject. Nobody wins any war. The only thing that happens is one side loses more than the other. So the concept of war being acceptable or war being sane is absolutely dead wrong. Throughout history, empires have risen and fallen. Some of the most successful empires were those that offered people a reason to come, often lower taxes and the prospect of citizenship. In ancient times, empires would say foreigners can become one of us and prosper through business and trade. Throughout history, people have gravitated to jurisdictions that have given them the best conditions to do business. So if you run a business, you should consider nomad capitalists because they help entrepreneurs and investors relocate to parts of the world where they can keep more of their wealth. They literally wrote the book on it, The Best-Selling Nomad Capitalist. Find it on Amazon. If you're an entrepreneur or investor and believe you're paying too much in tax, or if you'd like to get a second passport or a third passport like I have, to expand your options and not have to be reliant on one government, there are legal ways to do this. Nomad Capitalist has been assisting over a thousand clients for the last 10 years. You can check out their 2,000 plus educational YouTube videos and nearly 2,000 blogs. Just go to nomadcapitalist.com, learn how they can help you legally reduce your tax bill, expand your options globally, and navigate the algorithm ghetto. As you mentioned, this whole global, you know, Great Reset Project failing. I mean, I was the other day talking to an old colleague here in Mexico who still works uh, my former place of employment. And I didn't see when you mentioned boys being girls and all this stuff, the whole transgenderism. When I was teaching, there was none of that. And it started with the COVID stuff. He's got a number of transgender students now who are asking him to call a boy a girl or vice versa. And I, if I were still teaching, I would be fired. I, I would say I'm not going to call a boy a girl or a girl a boy. I've been told that they're they're having oblig. You know, all teachers have to always take these um, courses to stay up to date of all kinds, and they've they've had some to toxic masculine masculinity course. I've been told. Uh, I would have told the administration I'm not taking that course. Fire me. You know, and it's just it's just nuts. And hopefully, as you say, things revert uh, back, but. Uh, I guess my, one of my questions and going forward, as you say, for sure, it's going to get ugly. Uh, and, you know, um, your your thoughts uh, on the road ahead. Uh, you know, inflation is raging everywhere. They're trying to wipe the middle class law and, uh, law and order um, are declining in, in many countries. And so thoughts on uh, this rough road uh, ahead and then ways that people can sort of mitigate this wherever they are. Well, let me, let me let me interject one thing that, that I, I kind of hadn't finished on. A Nobel Prize winning uh, physicist was going to speak to the IMF about climate change. And he came out and said, you know, 
I, I, I just don't believe it exists, okay? So what they do, they cancel them. Okay, well, gee, gee we don't want to hear that, okay? We, we are at peak insanity, and we're at peak insanity because everybody's got all these weird ideas. We have turned sex and transgenders into some weird cult, and we're, we're supposed to honor transgenders, Transgenders are half of 1% of the population. To suggest that there's a giant problem there, it's absolutely dead wrong. Now, am I anti-transgender? No, I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. Uh, if, if you want to put a skirt on and grow your hair long and call yourself a woman, go for it. I mean, have fun. Uh, but... We we've gone so insane. Leah Thomas is six foot four, went through puberty, is still carrying its dick and balls, and he she is is beating all these young women in, in swimming, and there's something absolutely dead wrong because they have worked for twenty years to be competitive. And all of a sudden, they they got to compete against what is biologically, rationally, a male. Okay, but uh, where do we go from here? The world financial system is on the cusp of the biggest mass crash in history. The sooner that it happens the better, because the alternative is those idiots in Washington finally push Russia to the point where Russia says, you know, we just need to end this stupidity. Uh, Russia or North Korea or China could kill 90% of Americans with one EMP weapon 300 miles over Kansas. Now, when you're enemy is that powerful, don't screw with him. Try to figure out how to get along with him. You don't have to like your next door neighbor, but when you keep throwing dog turds across the fence, sooner or later, he's going to retaliate. And that's where we are. I hope the financial crash happens sooner than the nuclear war. Yes, very, um, what can I say, difficult times we, we find ourselves in. Um, do you have any other thoughts or final thoughts for us, Bob? Uh, the very best book on the subject is called The Fourth Turning. And there's two authors, I think it's Strauss and Hall. Mm -hmm. One of them has died, but the other one has come out with a follow-up book to the fourth turning and i i ordered it and unfortunately i had to have it shipped to the united states and it's been shipped to me and it should be here any day now i i would highly advise all your listeners one to read the fourth turning and two to read the update to the fourth turning because in the fourth turning uh the two authors predict 
a move towards totalitarianism. And you, you can absolutely see it across the board from the COVID stupidity to the constant wars to the, the fake money. Uh, but they say there will be a move towards freedom and independence, and there will be a new group of people uh, to lead the way forward in a positive way. I'm looking forward myself to reading the book, and actually I'm quite positive. Uh, You know, how can you fix the FBI? Well, change the locks, okay? How could you fix the DOJ? No problem. Fire them all you know how could you stop biden from being corrupt you couldn't throw him in a jail cell for 15 or 20 years he'll get it there are solutions to everything that can happen the globalists believe they can go to a fully totalitarian government but across the board you could see uh globalism failing now and and that's a good thing and I, I think that we're going to have far more freedom in the future and far less government. And the two always go together. Bob Moriarty, always leaving us on a positive note, which is uh, good. And and I do have the fourth turning somewhere behind me. And I did hear uh, about the new one coming out from Janiel Howe. I did listen to an interview he did with Art of Manliness about that book uh, recently. So I'm going to have to get that as well uh, and get your books in a hardcover. I've got them uh, in, in digital. Uh, your websites are 3 to one gold dot com three to one energy dot com you've got a lot of books uh, on economy and, and investing and, and a whole bunch of stuff uh where are the best places to find you uh, on the internet bob uh that actually anywhere i i've done probably a hundred interviews the last year and you can go to youtube or you can go to rumble uh i i'm not gonna say i am the best writer in the world but I'm one of the most versatile and I've written fiction books and I've written nonfiction books and I've written a book about war <laughs> and a book about delivering small airplanes all over and a book about a mining company with a giant gold discovery. And then I've written short fiction at the same time and a couple of investment books. I, I will say I pick up my own books periodically. Here's one of the tremendous advantages of getting old. I can pick up one of my own books and start flipping through it. And I'm sitting there saying, God, you know, this guy really gets it. He's really funny. And then I realize, wait a minute, that's your book. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, uh, I encourage people to check check out bob's many interviews I, I catch them all over the place in my searching online and as his books as well it's always great to get an update from you bob thanks for coming back it, it's always a pleasure and you categorically have some of the best guests on the web i want to congratulate you for that I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up for the free email list that goes out with each podcast and every weekend with a collection of news headlines. 
The newsletter and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's nearly impossible to find geopolitics and empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently takes down our videos with strikes. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit and Twitter take down posts. And after the Associated Press mentioned geopolitics and empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our pro account. The best free way to help geopolitics and empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Finally, Geopolitics and Empire is in dire need of funding to continue. You can leave a donation, purchase a consultation with the host, or become a member to receive additional benefits. We also produce a weekly broadcast called Dissident Thinker for members and Rockfin subscribers only. We will continue to fight the good fight come hell or high water. Thank you for listening.